Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Come on, won't you stand to your feet with me? Open your Bible to 1 Samuel 23. Let's dive into this today. We've been in a series called Secrets of Success from David's Mighty Men. It's kind of a leadership um, series, but it's really talking about how to overcome and go to that next level. And, and so we're, we talked last week about underdogs. Uh, speaking of underdogs, again, let me just remind everybody, ladies and gentlemen, the Detroit Lions are two, two wins away from the Super Bowl. Okay, that, I mean, okay. And I just want to say one thing for our church. I told you so. It can happen. Those of you that may be new to the church, like, what's this guy talking about? I've been preaching for years, and we need to be loyal fans, and one day they're going to turn it around, and that day is here almost. Amen. No, even if you're not a sports fan, you got to appreciate what's going on in Detroit. There's like a real hype in Southeast Michigan. Michigan winning the national championship, and now the Lions. And even if they lose today, guys, I'm just happy to see where we are today. So uh, I'm... Uh, Vision Sunday, I'll be wearing my Lions jersey. Amen. So that's an, uh, we talked last week about underdogs and how God picks underdogs. Everybody great in the kingdom of God were always misfits. They were always the lower class, the unqualified. And I talked about that last week. But now we're going to move and look specifically at these warriors. They're listed in, in uh, a couple of places. They're in 2 Samuel and in Chronicles. And... We're going to talk about how they overcame, okay? So this is what I'm going to do. If you look, you don't have to go there. The scripture's on the screen. If you go to the list of warriors that went from underdogs, remember they were in debt, they were distressed, they were bitter at life, and God made them into these mighty warriors. Uh, scholars and historians say these were one of the most um, vicious and successful warriors ever in battle. They were the special ops team for Israel. And they're listed in 2 Samuel. And I'm just going to look at one guy. There's so many. And I don't know if we'll get through the whole chapter in this series. It just keeps getting gooder and gooder. Amen. When you read that chapter. And plus, it's the coolest chapter in the Bible. Uh, but the first guy is Andino. And we're going to use him to push off into something. Andino, it's on your screen. It says, these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. And the first up was this guy named Joshua Bashabeth. I'm giving out baby names right now. He's the tackle might, chief uh, among the cats. So he was the chief guy. This is the top baddest dude there. He's also nicknamed Adino the Esnite. Adino means the one that sits in the highest seat. And this is why he went in battle and he killed 800 men at one time. It's uh, in Chronicles and other places. Him and his armor bearer took on a, an entire two troops of the Philistines and they won. It's an amazing man. He's listed in the Bible. These were bad people, okay, that were attacking Israel and just, it was, they, they were wicked people. And so Israel had to defend themselves. And so uh, that's why these mighty men are listed. They were defending themselves. Okay, so I looked at this guy and I believe what. Adino was doing and what God has dropped in my heart today is he was faced with overwhelming odds and I want to talk today for a few minutes how how over how to overcome overwhelming odds how to overcome overwhelming odds that's what I want to talk about today how he learned to do this 
is found in 1 Samuel 23, the scripture I asked you to go to. This is the first battle that they went into after joining David. And you're going to see how they were brand new and they were, they were afraid in that. And this is what David did. And this is an amazing story. It's in 1 Samuel 23. This is the first battle. And it says, verse 1, Then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Caleb. And they are robbing the threshing floors. Okay, so here's the Philistines again attacking. They would rob the, everything they had. They would, they would murder the children. It was very barbaric people were these Philistines. And so word got out to King David. Even though he wasn't sitting in the throne, he was living in a cave, they still knew he was anointed. How many know you don't have to have a position to be anointed of God and to make a difference? Okay, that was the third point I didn't get to last week. That David was acting like a king before he got a palace. And you don't have to have a title to act like what God has called you to do and be. Amen. So they came to David and said, please help Caleb. Verse 2, therefore David, and this is what he did, first thing, he inquired of the Lord. And he said, God, should I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Caleb. Let me just stop there and ask you, who is God asking you to go and rescue? God said, David, I need you to go rescue these people. And there's somebody in your life that needs to be rescued. Who is God asking you to go and rescue? David said, okay. But look at verse 3. These mighty warriors, look. But David's mighty men said, look, David, we're afraid. This is their first battle. We're afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Calah against the armies of the Philistines? David, you, you are running toward the battle? David's like, yeah, have we met? This is what David did. He ran to the giant. He ran to the battle. And this is what I'm calling us to do. Listen, 2024 is a year where we go and do great exploits for the Lord. We don't, it's time of hiding and being silent. That, that day is gone. God was call, is calling us to rise up and be the church, to rise up and do great exploits for the Lord. Come on, somebody. In your family, in your life, in your job. Oh, just be listening and entertained by this. This is a word of the Lord for us today. But they were afraid, and they said, well, I don't know about going. Then look at verse 4. Then David inquired of the Lord again. I love that. And the Lord answered and said, David, I haven't changed my mind. He said, arise, go down to Calah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. And David and his men went to Caleb and fought with the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow, and took away their livestock. He saved their livestock that they stole. So David saved the inhabitants of the Lord. I want to just talk a few minutes today about overcoming overwhelming odds. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. And God, you have called us to be more than conquerors. You want us to be overcomers. You gave us your spirit. You've given us your promises. And Father, you want us to take it by force. And I pray that today, everyone here, anyone that is facing overwhelming odds, maybe in their marriage, maybe in their health, maybe in their finances, maybe in their age, their situation, I don't know. But Lord, I pray today you would stir our hearts to take charge and know that you are with us and the battle belongs to you. I just pray this blessing today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Go ahead and have a seat. It's one thing to face 
overwhelming odds, it's another thing to overcome overwhelming odds. Many people throughout history of the world have been glad gladiators and fought, you know, there's all kinds of stories that have fought uh, against and faced overwhelming odds. And there's a few of them here. Throughout history, we've seen these warriors. Let me just give you a couple of them. There's, there's th I got three pages of these I'm going to drop in throughout this series and show you. And I'm going to go to history class once again. Amen. Remember, this guy was Richard the Lionheart. I mean, he is just, just leaps off the pages of history. He was the king of England, nicknamed Lionheart, because of his fierce bravery. If you got that picture up of him, he was there. He was uh, of his fierce bravery. However, he fell short. This guy fell short achieving his goal by retaking Jerusalem in 1174. There's movies uh, written uh, about him, books written about him, movies produced about him. This guy was awesome. He's fierce. You might have read about him, but he fell short in 1174. Another guy is this General Hannibal. He was the ruler of Carthage. Now, this, this guy, we were just talking about him the other day. We went and delivered the Christmas presents to uh, the foster care families, uh, Robert George and Billy Witten. If he's here, shout out to him and I. We were in this, the truck on the way down there, and Billy starts talking about this guy. And I'm like, man, good shout out, man. This guy, guy knows his history, but uh, we were talking about him. This guy, he's, it's an incredible true story of how he almost defeated Rome in 219 BC by surprising Rome, listen to this, by crossing over the Alps, the Alps with a herd of elephants. This guy, he's known for that. He took these elephants, if you got a picture, and he converted them. That might look like a scene from Lord of the Rings, uh, the five uh, armies, okay? This guy really did that. This is a true story. And he was victorious, and he did some un unbelievable things. But again, he fell short uh, in 219 B.C. And the last guy I just want to mention is this King Leon Leonidas, king of the Greeks. Spartan fans may know him. He's most famous for the battle of Thermopylae, who, uh, where he held, this was unbelievable, but it's a true story, where he held off the entire Persian Empire. They estimate between 200 and 300,000 warriors. This guy, Leonidas, did held them off for three days with only 300 warriors. It's a true story. This battle lasted for three, three days. There's a movie out, I think, somewhere called 300, whatever. It's based on this guy's life. This is where the Spartans get from. But he also fell short. My point of bringing these up is showing you this, that although they were mighty, they had two things in common here. They were mighty, they were uh, fearless, but they were defeated and they did not uh, they fell short of their goal. When you look into the Word of God, when you look into the Bible, you will also find men and women, and these guys here that we're talking about, David's mighty men, who did go, even though they were afraid, but they did go and face the overwhelming odds. But here's the difference with God. With God, you will always come out victorious. That's what I want you to see. I want you to see that you will always, the Bible says that God will always, everybody say always, always lead us to a place of triumph. So my point is this, listen, with or without God's, guess what? You are going to face overwhelming odds. 
You are going to face, I, I, want, I want those that may be here or maybe watching online, maybe you're in the background and someone in the room has this preacher on talking about Jesus and, and maybe you're not really into the things of God. You might even be an agnostic or even atheist. Well, good, I'm glad you're here. I want you to know something. Life is tough and sooner or later, you are gonna face overwhelming odds. This world is broken. Jesus said it. Bad things happen. It's unfair. You're going to get news that you didn't expect. You're going to get laid off. You're going to have health crisis. You're just going to find yourself sooner or later in a situation where you are facing overwhelming odds. I just want to reach out to you today and say, listen, why don't you come on over to this side? Because on this side, we have God on our side. And when God is on your side, the battle belongs to the Lord and you will win every time. Come on, give me praise if you believe that. So I want you to write this down. With God, we do not have to be discouraged by overwhelming odds. That's what Adino teaches us. 800 men, are you kidding me? I would be gone. But this guy stood up. He took his spear and his armor bearer and he said, let's go. He teaches us not to be discouraged by overwhelming odds. Many, even here today, many people, they never do what God's called you to do or you never become, listen, what God's called you to become simply because you're afraid. Simply because you're afraid. And I know how that is. Believe it or not, I was not always this. I didn't even want this. There were times in my life, man, I remember one time specifically being at home before I got saved and God was working on me. How many know before you come to the Lord, the Lord will work on you? Like he did this morning, speaking through our brother and through this message, he, he is calling people to him. And, and you ask yourself, is that really God? It's really God. I remember laying in my bed one night, uh, getting up for work, getting ready to get up. And I got up before the alarm, but I was not wanting to get out of bed because it was too cozy. And then my alarm, we had alarm clock radios, okay, and they would go off. And, you know, I always, always had it on, you know, what was it, WJLB? Come on, was that what it was? What was her name? Yeah, anyway, y'all remember that? That was my jam, okay? That would wake me up every morning. I'm telling you the truth. That morning, this guy come on the radio, and he was interviewing a preacher, it was on a Christian radio station. I, I would cut my arm off before I put it on a Christian radio station. I want you to hear me today. I didn't even know there was a Christian radio station. But I'm never forget, I'm laying in my bed early that morning. I got up, I'm sitting there, that alarm went off, and this guy is interviewing this preacher. And he's talking about God. And everything he's saying is just hitting me right in the heart. Everything he's saying is just, God, you know, he doesn't give up. He, then he says this statement, and it just forever burned in my heart. And he said this. He said, God will not go away just because you don't believe in him. God will not go away just because you don't believe in him. He had no idea. I still don't know who that guy was. First thing, I got up and I yanked that stupid thing out of the wall. And I went on to work. It was probably a few years after that before I came to the Lord. But I've never, ever forgot those words. That's what the Lord wants. He always will speak to us even when we're running from him, even when we're not thinking about the Lord. That's what he does when he, when he calls us to him. And then when I got saved, I, I remember God was calling me to do things and wanting me to get involved with church and doing more. And I was okay if Melinda did. She would do that. I just, you know, had to just 
Just watch her. I was that kind of guy. Let me just talk to the men for a minute. God has called you too. He has called you too. He has got a plan and a purpose for your life. I had no idea it was this. But don't be afraid is my point. Don't be afraid to take that step. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, I can go ahead and get involved. It may begin with signing up for a life group, just being in a life. That's why we say these things is to get in there and, and, and to take that first step. If you just take that first step, God has a way of just meeting you right there. The Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. He don't say, wait for me to draw near to you and, po and poke you on the shoulder. He says, draw near to me and then I'll show you how I've been there with you. You draw who you, you make the first move. Many people just we just fall away because we get so discouraged and fearful of things. Jesus told the parable of the sower how these are people that spring up immediately, but when pressure and persecution comes, they fall away quickly. Same way. But I want you to know that you don't with God, everybody say with God, you don't have to be discouraged by overwhelming odds. And if you're gonna be a leader, if you want to be a leader that and everyone's a leader, this is something you've got to learn to overcome. Whether you're a business owner, whether you are a parent, whether you are a single person right now, you're going to face overwhelming odds sooner or later. And with God, you don't have to be afraid. You can stand there and know that God is with you. He has not left you. And I don't care what the statistics say. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what everybody else is saying. You don't have to be discouraged by overwhelming odds. Look at this scripture. Jesus said this, and this may be a scripture for somebody this year. Matthew 19, Jesus looked at them and he said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, everybody say this out loud, with God, all things are possible. Come on, you believe that? With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You don't have to be discouraged by overwhelming odds. Sooner or later, you're going to face them. Whether you are a Christian or not, you're going to come against. You're going to find yourself overwhelmed. You ever been overwhelmed? I'm talking about where you start feeling that. My, my dad calls it, you hear that bacon sizzling in your ears. You, you hear that, you, you have that, that anxiety, that flush of anxiety that just comes. That's overwhelming. Being overwhelmed, it's going to come. It comes through life. But God says, I'm here with you, and I'm going to help you overcome Looking at this story, there's three things I want to give you. Every sermon has good three points, amen. And so that I just want to pull out before we pray today that we see that is lived in the life of David. This is the first battle that David took his men into. And as you can see, they weren't ready for battle. They didn't even want to go fight. They just wanted to belong. They just wanted to belong to a something, a community. They came to David and was like, listen, man, I know, you know, you know, you're a warrior, a king, and, but I, we don't got much to offer. We just want a place where we can belong. And many of you may have become Christians and started coming to church because you, that's what you want. And that's good. There is a community element. Our church has got a big community element. I mean, we love you, pray for you, and throw dodgeballs at you. We do it all at the same time. Amen. Every church has that. There is a community element with every church, a, a sense of belonging, right? That's our life group model, to belong, one of them. It's, a, it's to belong, and you get that from the church. The early church, they ate together. They fellowshiped together, and I encourage you to do that. You need godly Christian friends. You need people in your circle. We talked about that last week that, that will encourage you to continue to go. You need that. 
You need that. It's God's idea. These men came to David like that. They weren't expecting no battle. And maybe some of you were not expecting no battle. Like, Pastor Eddie, why are you preaching all this stuff about war and fighting? Because I got news for you. You serve the Lord for 10 minutes, you're going to find out you're in a battle. Just speak up at work a little bit about what Jesus has done. All you got to say is we had a great church service Sunday. I remember the first time I did that, and the guy in his car said, yeah, that's how I used to feel back when I went to church before the church turned on me. And I tell you what, that preacher went off on me, and, went on, and I'm sitting there, and he's boom, 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 just shooting everything I said down. He's looking at me. He goes, how long have you been going? And I said, oh, about, you know, six months. And give it time. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is I, on this particular job, I was uh, being trained for a new route, and they assigned me for three or four months with this guy. By the end of that three and four months, that guy returned his, he returned his heart to the Lord, rededicated his life. True story. He had the Mount Morris route. I'll never forget that guy. So bitter. You never know what God will do. These men just came and they said, David, we just want a place to belong. And David, and God said, you've been saved for more than just sit on a bench. Let me just tell you, River of Life, God saved you for more than just this. Coming and watching the show. Come on, we're starting. This is a foundational series for the rest of the year. If you want what God has for you, I've learned you got to go get it. He'll walk with you through it. He'll bring it to your door. But you got to go. Even the birds every morning got to get up and get that worm. God has provided, but you have got to get up. We've got to get up. This is one of those series messages where we're learning how to do that, learning how to be an overcomer. This is how you do it. Coming out of addiction and, and, and my lifestyle, you hear my testimony all the time, and I, I love to give it because I, I'm a living testimony of what God can do when we just focus on him and go get it. I love it. I love it. So listen, the very first thing that David taught these men, and you see that on the very first, this is how you overcome overwhelming odds. Number one, resolve to trust in God throughout the battle. Underline throughout the battle. You know, you're going to go through things, but here's the thing. God wants you to go through things. He wants you to go through the battle. You don't just face the battle like these guys, the Spartan guy and Leonidas and, and King George and all those people, all these great other great warriors throughout history. Then yeah, it's great that you face them. But God doesn't want you and I to just face the overwhelming odds this year. Hear me today. He wants you to overcome because there's a testimony on the other side. That there's a miracle on the other side. But you got to learn. David said this is the first thing that came to him. And they said, come on. And David was like, he prayed. God said, go. David said, let's go. And, and they said, whoa, 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 David. I know you're feeling all, you know, you're going to charge hell with a water pistol. But brother, you know, I don't feel that way. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, here, you know, for the music. Or I'm just here because my wife told me to come. Or I'm just here, you know, just because of this. My kids are in, up there. That's why I'm here. No, no, no. Listen, listen. And they, and they said, we're not, we're not down with this fighting thing. And God said, listen, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to take charge, if you're going to have and rescue people, if you're going to rescue people, you've got to learn to fight back. The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent ones take it by force. In other words, there's a, there's a time when the devil's going to push you around so long. You, you know what a bully is? I grew up in a neighborhood with a bully. Had a bully in my neighborhood. And he was a big kid, and he would always entice me to get away from the house. 
he would come to the house, and I remember my mom one time was out watering the, the lawn, and, she, and I was out in the front with her, and here he come, and he would talk off friendly to me. You know, hey, Eddie, you want to go, you know, he'd hang out with me, and he'd say, hey, you want to go play? You want to go over here by the field? And we always would play in the field, living in the city. We had no woods, so we had this little patch of grass that we rode our bikes on. We, we played Gilligan's Island. We played Dukes of Hazard. Okay, that was our little patch of happiness. He'd always, and my mom would say, Eddie, he get you away from this house. He's going to be mean to you. And sure enough, I said, oh, no, mom, he, he's not like that no more, you know. Sure enough, we got back there, he'd turn on me. He's a big kid. And he'd turn on me, and he would start picking on me. He, he gave me stitches one time, hit me in the head with a hockey stick because Angie had a crush on me. <laughs> because I tied her shoe in a double bow when he couldn't do it. He was big. He wasn't the smartest. You know, and I was like, here, and she was like, can someone tie my shoe? True story. And I tied her shoe in a double bow. Come on, somebody. I was six years old. And he got mad, and this kid hit me in the head with a hockey stick. I got three stitches here to this day. But you know what? I want? True story. I went to Sunday school with Grace Assembly of God many years ago, and I remember Sister DeJesus taught us about King David. True story. And he taught us how he came against Goliath. And he said, I, you come against me with spears, but I, you know the story. I come against you in the name of Jesus. And she began to teach us, and she demonstrated that you can use the name of Jesus against anybody, and they have to flee. And I'm in the chair, had no idea. I'm like, come on, Jeff, bring it on. <laughs> True story. It was wintertime. I was outside playing by the corner of the house, and I was out in the parking lot. Me and my friend Billy, Billy had to go home. I was all by myself, and guess who come walking up in the parking lot? Big Jeff. Here he come, and he had me. And he had me, and he's got me against the wall, against the you know, grocery store wall there. He picks up a big piece of ice, and he's getting ready to hit me with the ice. I stood back, and I said, in the name of Jesus. I did. I said that. I kid you not. The piece of ice broke and fell on his head. It broke in pieces, and he looked down, and I said, whoa. He said, oh, man, and I was gone. I didn't stick around for number two. David only had one stone, and I took off. I told Sister De Jesus that. She goes, okay, first off, when I tell these stories, but, she's, but I learned something. And then later in life, and there's a fast forward all the way to high school, that kid Jeff was, ended up being one of my friends in high school, and uh, he wasn't mad about that. But he did say, he remembered that. I said, that was an angel. I just said, pow, boy. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid by overwhelming odds. David prayed. He prayed once. And then I love it. He had to pray again. These men said, I don't want to go. And I love what David said. David said, let me show you. Let me teach you guys something. How to not be discouraged is that you have to continue to pray. Keep praying through. And if you're facing overwhelming odds today, and you've already prayed, you might have already fasted. Listen, my message to you, this point right here is to keep praying, keep seeking God, keep going after God, keep going all the way through the battle. And that's what David taught these men to do. You'll see throughout their career protecting Israel, time and time again, David would always stop and he would say, bring me the ephod. He would pray before the Lord. And he was teaching them that you pray through. You don't just pray first, you pray through. 
There's something about praying, even though you don't see it. You keep on praying. Remember the prophet when Elisha said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound. It's been a drought. There hasn't been no rain. But he said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And nobody else heard it. Nobody else felt what the preacher was saying. And then he looked at one of the servants and he said, I want you to run up to the mountain. Look over the sea and tell me if you see a rain cloud coming. Your Bible says he went and he looked and he saw nothing. And he came back and said, Elisha, I think you might have missed it on that, bro. We're still in a drought. There is no rain. And Elisha said, go again. I, I need somebody to hear this today. Go again. He said, go again. Seven times. Everybody say seven. Seven times he went and came back and said, there is no cloud. But on the seventh time, Elisha said, go, go. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop, but go. And on that seventh time, he came back and he said, Elisha, I see a cloud, but it's only the size of a man's hand. And Elisha looked around. And he said, guys, begin to dig trenches because these trenches are going to be filled with water. It's going to rain so much. There's going to be so much water. You will not even be able to contain it. I need somebody to hear me today. 2024 can be that year that you are so overwhelmed with victory, so overwhelmed with favor, so overwhelmed with blessing that you cannot even contain it. If you will believe it, if you will believe it. He said, keep going. He said, keep going. I can go through the whole Bible, naming the leper dipping seven times. I can go through the whole Bible. The other man came to the prophet, hitting the arrows on the ground. And he only hit the ground twice. And Elisha said, why did you stop? He said, I just stopped. He said, if you would have done that five times, you would have had five years of victory in your life. I just want to tell somebody, why are you stopping? You got to learn to trust God throughout the battle. I have this saying, you've heard me, if you don't quit, you win. I think we got a shirt around here that says it. If you don't quit, you win. That's all you got to do. If you don't quit, you win. Number two, listen, he also teaches us that you have to listen for a specific word from God. This is what David is teaching us, how to overcome overwhelming odds. You pray through. You keep praying. You keep praying through that marriage. You keep praying through that crisis. But here's the other thing. David stopped and he listened for a specific word of God. He did this four times. There's so much to this story. I didn't cover all of it. There is amazing things in this story. The people of Kayla actually turned on David after he rescued them. They turned on David and gave him up to Saul, his mentor, and he came for him. But what I love about David is David knew that was going to happen because he stopped and he prayed. There are things in 2024, I have no idea what kind of year this is going to be, but you know what? God does. And the Holy Spirit will tell us things if we would just seek him. I know that sounds like, whoa, whoa, yes. He will teach us. He will show us. He will do things. And if we would just stop, and that's our problem. We don't stop and lean in and inquire of the Lord as David did. But he waited. He waited until he heard from the Lord. He would have never knew that they were going to turn on him and give him up to Saul if he didn't pray, but he did pray, and God told him, these people are going to turn on you, and he left. Him and his mighty men left, and when Saul came, missed him. God will give you a specific word 
I remember it was this time last year, look at the Deepa family that's here today, during our week of prayer and fasting. It was last year during that week that God gave Deepa that word and a vision for the family. And she saw, you guys heard her story. We have it on our YouTube channel. You've heard the whole story. It's a miraculous miracle. And God told her during that week of fasting that, you know, you're going to go through a dark time and a heart, but hang on. There's light at the end. God's going to bring you through. And later, a few, just a few months after that, little 11-year-old Rebecca was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Had a tumor, giant tumor inside of her. Total shock to the whole family. I never forget that phone call going up there and seeing that. It's just devastation. You're there in the hallways of the hospital. I know we have faith in here. You're hearing the word and all of this. But, I, you know, when you get out there and you're in facing these overwhelming odds, when you're really looking at it, when you're looking at the test results, when you're looking at your age, or you're looking at what the doctor said, you're not going to be able to have children. When you're looking at certain situations, those odds are over. It can overwhelm you. But I love it. If we will just stop and seek the Lord, God will whisper his presence right in our season, right when we need it the most. And I believe he's doing it right now. And I remember Deepa looked at me and she said, but pastor, with tears in her eyes, she said, but God showed me and she told me the vision. And that gave me hope because honestly, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to pray. But when she said that, I said, God's going to bring you through. I said, that's exactly what that means. And we begin to pray. My whole confidence shifted because I know God is in this. How many know when you know God is in this? That's why David charged that giant. He said, I ain't afraid because if God be for me, who can be against me? I ain't afraid of nothing, Jack, because I got God on my side. But it's got to be more than just a, a sermon. It's got to be more than just a story in the Bible. Listen to me. You got to get a word from the Lord. What is the, what is the Lord speaking to you? Are you in a season of overwhelming odds? Sooner or later, you're going to be. You need to stop. You need to get a word from the Lord. My wife and I, we were just talking about this, and it was probably 15 years ago. We were praying uh, for her parents, specifically her dad. And I know they are listening. And her dad and mom weren't good people, but just not serving the Lord, didn't know Jesus like that, and, and hardworking man, a veteran. Uh, and he just didn't know the Lord. And we began to pray. We began to pray. And the Lord gave Melinda a dream. And in that dream, God said, your dad's going to get saved. In fact, he said, God said to her, I have this. Don't worry about it. I have this. He's going to turn his life to Jesus. And during the craziness 2020, when we were just preaching in that camera, the Holy Spirit went through that camera and went to Palm, Michigan, up in the thumb. And Don and Ellen are watching right now, gave their hearts to Jesus, sitting right there probably in that living room. And you gave your hearts to Jesus a couple of years ago. Amen. That's an answer to prayer. We thank God for what he has done in your life. You need a word in your season. Come on. You need a word in your season. And last thing we're going to pray after this. It says in 1 Samuel, if you continue to read in chapter 23, down in verse 14, it says, now Saul came. I love this. He came to David from every way, but God did not deliver him into his hand. Here's the point. You got to know that the battle belongs to the Lord. Come on, somebody. You got to know that the battle belongs to the Lord. They were coming in from every side to David. David said, let me show you men how to overcome overwhelming odds. 
you got to pray, pray through. You're going to pray all the way through. You're going to hold on, and when God gives you a word, you're going to hold on to that word. But let me also let you know that the battle does not belong to us. I don't care what the Philistines say. I don't care what King Saul said. I don't care what that diagnosis said. I don't care what your marriage looks like right now. Hear me today. God is in charge of the battle. He is in control of everything. Just like he told Jehoshaphat, the story in the Bible, he said, all I need you to do is worship me. You need to just worship while you wait. That's a word for somebody today. You need to worship while you wait. You need to worship while you're in battle. He said, Jehoshaphat, I just want you to worship me. Keep you. Why did he say that? Because prayer and worship keeps our focus on God. You can't have victory in your life going down the street and you listen to all this crazy music and watching all this crazy stuff on TV and you wonder why we have no peace, we have no hope, we have no faith. You got to get that focus on. Come on, church. You got to get that. This is a new year. It's a new season. You want to go to that next level. You want that leader to come out of you and be used mightily of God. Then these are the things we got to know. These are the things that we got to know that the Lord is with us. And as Jehoshaphat began to worship the Lord in the middle of his battle, in the middle of him being overwhelmed by his odds, so many stories in the Bible of this. The Bible says that God began to set roadblocks and he began to fight against the enemy. All Jehoshaphat did is worship the Lord. All he did was begin to worship God and the battle belonged to him. I was reading this story and I'm getting ready to close. I read this story about World War II, how I don't have his information in front of me. I was going to wait later, but I'll share it. And this guy, he was a British general and he was in the Middle East and he was fighting against you know, this is World War II. He's fighting against the Germans and the Turkish people at this time, somewhere in there. But he got his troops to get Bibles. True story. I'll have this for you. It's in, coming up. And he had his British soldiers to get Bibles. They looked into the Bible and this, at the story of jo, uh, Jonathan and his armor bearer, how they attacked the Philistines. And this is a true story. And they took the same... Uh, strategy that he used in your Bible there, and they did exactly that. They attacked, a surprise attack up the side of the same mountain, the same mountain that Jonathan and his armor at Michmash was the name of the place. It's a place that's still there. It's called something else. It's in history. You can look it up. And they won that battle. That battle is called, it's a big name, but we know it today in America as Veterans Day. It's all from a war that was won by this guy because he looked in the Bible to get his battle plan. Why? Because the battle belongs to the Lord. If we would just stop and seek the Lord and trust him, he will find, he will give us the victory that we need. As the musicians start coming up here today, I just want to ask you today, are you facing overwhelming odds? That's the message today. Are you in a situation where you are facing overwhelming odds? I want you to know that God wants you to overcome them. You can overcome them today. You can stand in the face of whatever it is. If it's your marriage, if it's your health, whatever it is, you can, you can face it. And listen, you can overcome it. Me standing here today is a miracle of God. And there's many miracles sitting in these chairs today that you shouldn't be here today. But the Lord has brought about a great battle. Why don't you stand to your feet with me as we begin to close this service out? Adino took his spear and he didn't back down 
from 800 warriors. And the Bible says, and the Lord brought a great victory. What is your battle today? What are you facing? Are you facing a battle? Sooner or later you will. This may be a message that you gotta put on the shelf. Because right now you're in victory. Lions gonna win, hallelujah. Life is good, maybe you got a raise, maybe you're starting off this year with some good news. And I tell you <laughs> how fast life can change. Come on, somebody. And you're going to face overwhelming odds. And I wanted this message, I'm telling you, is for you today. This is what God wants you to know. You need to learn to seek his face all the way through the battle. I don't know who this is for, but you need to seek him throughout the battle. Some of you begin to let up. You let go. Maybe you got comfortable. God's saying, okay, engage in there again. Seek me, draw near to me. And the Lord wants to give you a word, a specific word that you can hold on to, a word that he's got this, a word that's going to prepare you that you can hold on to. And you need to know today that the battle belongs to the Lord. He's going to do it. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. He's going to do it. I didn't expect my life to, to come out and to live the way I did. I just wanted to not end up in prison. I just didn't want to do that. I just want to be a good dad for my daughters and be a good husband. Came to God, and the more I surrendered to the Lord, the more God just pulled me in closer, closer, closer. Begin to empower me, begin to strengthen me, open doors, and begin to use me. 26 years walking with the Lord and the things that he's done. Look at his church. Look at his building. Some of you guys remember back in Wyandotte when we were there. Could you ever have dreamed of us being here right here where we are? Look what God has done. You know how I many statistics that we were never supposed to, to grow or, or do anything or be anything? I was not going to be a pastor. I am so unqualified. But God says, this is exactly who I pick. I picked the little shepherd boys on the backside that his own dad didn't even say bring him in so he can be counted in the in being picked for the next king. Ah, he's just the youngest. He's out there. But you need this guy. You need these guys. These guys are more good-looking, educated, strong. They're, they're more this, that. And Samuel said, well, I'm not going to sit down until you bring that little one back out here. That's why I love the story of David. And they brought David, and David walked into that room, and he sat around. And I love it. And the Bible says that Samuel said, Thus says the Lord, you are the next king of Israel, and anointed him in front of all his brothers. Come on, somebody. All the little brothers ought to be going, yeah. God has a way of bringing you out of a storm and right in front of all those people that said your marriage ain't going to make it, you ain't going to make it, your kid ain't going to make it, you ain't ever going to be anything. God has a way to say, oh yeah, watch this and bring you right back up in front of everybody and anoint you with his anointing and say, now look at what I've done. That's what he does. That's what God does. But we just got to be bold enough to say, okay, Samuel, I'll come into the house. I'll come in and I'll stand there and I'll let you anoint me. God is calling all of us, 2024. Come on, come on, come a little deeper in your faith. Come a little deeper in your faith. Come on, let's commit to reading the word. As I said last week, let's get in the word. That was last week. How much, how much time did you get in the word this week? Come on, come on, come on. Are you facing overwhelming odds? I wanna pray for you today if you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Where would we be without your word? And God, you have, a, you have something for us, every one of us. Lord, you know right where we are. You know what we're facing right now. 
And God, we done said you can have your way. And so, Father, we say to have your way in this place in Jesus' name. I'm going to open up these altars. We're going to sing another song. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come. And listen, if you are facing overwhelming odds, I don't care if it's a marriage thing, a health thing, I don't care what it is. This message is for you. I want you to come and get prayer today before you go home. Those of you that lifted your hand, listen, this is the time you need to come up before the Lord. You got some mind battles going on. You got some things going on up here. You need some prayer today. This is what we do at church. This is what we do. We pray for one another. We encourage one another. And don't leave this place without getting prayer. As we sing, I want you to come. Come on up. If you need to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior, come. Come on up. Don't be afraid. This is what we do. Come and get prayer today. Are you at home and you're facing overwhelming odds? Listen, I want to pray for you. Come up. Because God's got a great victory for you today in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, where's my altar team at? Come on up, help us pray, help us pray, help us pray. Come on, Jesus. Don't gotta be afraid. The battle belongs to the Lord. Go ahead, begin to pray. Go ahead. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people, and you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.